Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We have talked a lot on this podcast about copywriting, and I feel like copywriting is important for every entrepreneur, but even more so for us introverts who can really showcase our business, our brand, and who we are through our words. So today I am joined by Angelica Ross. She is a copywriter for creative entrepreneurs and coaches. She is the founder of Angelica Ross Copywriting and Untitled Self-Discovery and Journaling Cards. She specializes in writing website copy that helps bold, brazen, change-making entrepreneurs tell their story and write content that's true and powerful. And if you're looking for a inspiration or example of what great copywriting is, go to her homepage. <laughs> I was just telling her before we started that her homepage is such an amazing example of really powerful copy. So welcome, Angelica. I'm excited to have you here. Hey, Tara. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, kind of how you got into copywriting, maybe a little bit more about your journey to this point. Of course, I was always one of those people that didn't want to be an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or an introvert, anypreneur. I didn't want that. I wanted someone else to deal with the HR and the taxes. And I was perfectly content sitting in a cube until I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that a lot of your listeners probably feel the same that you're feeling really good until you really don't and then something has to change. So for me, I have always been a lifelong writer. I went to school for this. I really wanted to do something creative with my hands. I always liked doing layout type stuff like making scrapbooks and putting things together and picking the right words. So that was a clue that something in the advertising field was for me. And I started my business as a side hustle back in 2002, or sorry, 2012, (laughs) when people were still saying friend me on Facebook as a business, like friend me for the daily specials, that kind of thing. And it grew from there because I knew even back then I didn't want to do social media forever and ever and ever, but that's what people were looking for. So I slowly was able to pivot into doing more of the writing and less of the social media management. And in 2016, when my desk job got really bad, I decided, you know what? I have the side hustle. Why don't I give it a go? And spoiler alert, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that there's so many ways to build a business. I find a lot of people don't think that they're going to be an entrepreneur <laughs> at the start of their journey. Like it, It's just like you have this passion for writing and you found a way to make it into first a side hustle and then had the ambition to dig into that when your regular desk job was no longer working or suiting you. (laughs) Yeah, that's something that 
I think was a really big stretch for me because when I was growing up, it was always you go to school, you get the good grades, you go to work for 40 years, you have the retirement plan, and then you get five good years and you're you're done here, folks. <laughs> and that for a while seemed like, oh, okay, sure, why not? But now I can't imagine going back to a nine to five and a desk job and everything that comes with that. Yeah. I've, I've said many times I would be such a horrible employee if I was forced back to a regular job. Yeah. Same. I would be just absolutely so greedy with my time and I couldn't, I just couldn't do it either. So I know as a copywriter, and I think especially for the introverts listening, like dig in and focus on your copy. Like I I feel like your copy is if you don't like being on video, you don't like marketing, have your copy do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And I think so many of us, especially introverts, again, we then struggle to talk about ourselves though. So like we could write copy for somebody else, but writing it for ourselves is really tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Even for me as a copywriter, I struggle writing about myself because that blinking cursor is so intimidating. You pull up the blank Google Doc and you just go, oh, everything I thought I was going to say, what was I going to say? How was I going to say? And I find that for a lot of folks, what they want to say in their head doesn't come through on the page. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you can learn how to be a good copywriter, but it takes practice. That's the the key thing is you have to sit down and practice it every day. But like you said, for a lot of the introverts who are listening, it is the way of doing it how you want to. I am a very big believer that if you're uncomfortable when you're doing something, your audience is going to pick up on that, whether they're listeners, viewers, readers they're going to feel the energy that you're putting into it. And if you're doing something just because someone says you should, like you should be on reels, you should be doing this, that, and the other. If you're uncomfortable and you don't like it, it's going to come across. So I say lean into where you really want to be, where you really want to go and practice. So if you really want to just communicate with your words on the internet, that is totally cool. Just practice. Mm Mm-hmm. Or hire a copywriter like you to help you come up with the perfect copy for your website, because I think you will, you do get better with practice, but sometimes I think like for me, I just, I feel like I'm good with copy, but when it comes to myself, I'm just, I I can't get there. It just doesn't, I just can't get it out in a way that I actually want it to sound and feel when somebody is reading it. So that's, that's always an option to work with a copywriter. I feel like a copywriter, and this is like, I'm not like pushing anyone to hire a copywriter if it's not in budget, but eventually I think it's a good plan because when it comes to having a copywriter do your website, for example, like the return on that investment long-term is going to be so huge and it's unmeasurable because it's going to affect your entire business. It's going to affect every single visitor, every single person that you connect with and direct to your website. Yeah, that's completely true. And at the risk of talking myself out of a job, it's definitely, <laughs> that's not what I was trying to do at, at all. And I think there is something that is really powerful about 
knowing the strategy and having the skill. And that's what a copywriter is doing. It's bridging the strategy and the skill because you could practice for sure and you could get good at it. And you also have to understand what the strategy is behind everything. So this is definitely a walk before you run situation (laughs) where you can definitely learn the skill. And I always say with what I do with my clients, I have this 3D method where we start with yourself first. And I know that it can be intimidating to talk about yourself and write about yourself. And any copywriter that you work with is going to ask you questions about yourself. So it's really, really great practice to learn how to clarify what are your values? What do you stand for? What do you want other people to know about you and associate you with? So that can go into your copy and make it feel like it came from you and be full of personality and draw people in, especially as introverts. We want to draw people in and we want to show our personality, but it's going to be in a way that feels safe for us. And if it's by opening it up just a little bit and that feels safe, that's great. And you have to do that work to figure it out yourself first and then work with the copywriter. So you could direct Mm -hmm. them to say, this is what's inbounds. This is what's not. This is what I want to be known for. And they can write that into it if you are struggling to do it yourself. I love that. Yeah, I I definitely feel like you do want to make sure you have some things in place, like you know things about your business that you can actually provide the copywriter. Because I know the first time I worked with a copywriter, I was very, I wasn't clear. And I mean, she could only get what she could get from me. (laughs) So I think that's important to really do that work first to make sure that you're giving your copywriter what they need to actually capture your voice. Yeah. Like you said, you can only be as clear as the direction you give them. So if you don't know how you feel about what your values are or your mission and your business, they can create something for you because every website needs that. (laughs) But kind of like what I was saying with, if you're not comfortable doing certain things, your audience is going to pick up on it. If it's not really you and it's not really what you believe in, and it's just this website that was technically copywritten, kind of like if you want to go into the AI discussion, it doesn't feel like it's it came from you at all because it didn't. So that's why I'm I'm such a big believer in it has to come from you and it has to be led from your internal beliefs first, which is great news because as you know, anyone who likes to recharge solo, you probably have a lot of really, really good information in your own head about what you believe and think and feel. And it's just finding the person that you vibe with that you want to work with. Yeah, I love that. So I I know you mentioned your 3D communication method. I'd love for you to talk more about that and, and what that actually means or, or looks like. Absolutely. I noticed there was a gap between the person who is coming to someone to do the copywriting and the copywriter themselves. And there is that strategy piece in the middle that sometimes the copywriter is not good at communicating to the client, hey, you really need to figure out these core elements for yourself before we start working together. Or the copywriter will say, I need your help to put these pieces into place. So by doing the 3D method, 
you are able to figure out your desire, your direction, and your details for a messaging strategy that sounds like you and that attracts the right people to you. And then you could either give that information to a copywriter and say, this is my exact messaging strategy. This is what I want to say and who I want to say it to. Or you could use that as a foundation to start writing your copy through more of a strategic lens. Yeah, I feel like that is the missing piece a lot of times when it comes to writing copy that actually works, feels like you. And I know as introverts, I think sometimes we really need that bush to like lay it all out. Because like you said, sometimes we keep all this information in our heads (laughs) as overthinkers and just getting it out there will really help us figure out what our business actually is and who we are, especially if you're a service provider or a coach, it's really about who you are. Yeah. So I I love that. Is the 3D communication method, is that something that people can sign up for on your website? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a link to it. And I'm sure that links to to everything will be in the show notes. So if you go to angelicaross.co, you will find information for the 3D communication method because you can take this as a course and do this completely self-paced and self-directed, or I would be happy to walk you through it one-on-one. But either way, I would say that the biggest reason to do this work, like you said, is because there's that piece of copy that almost feels braggy to us sometimes, or like, I don't want to lay it all out there. This feels so salesy. And that's not what copywriting should be like. It should have your personality in it. And it should have this really rich experience of who you are as a service provider. So someone can go to your website, for example, and say, oh, I really like Tara. I have to work with her. She has jokes just like I would make or this is totally in alignment with my values. So as a service provider, you need to put that information out there 100%. You're making me realize that I really want to redo my website. (laughs) I feel like when it comes to my emails lately, I've been really finding my voice and they've been a lot more conversational and fun and people are really resonating with them. But then I look at the emails that I'm sending that are working and that feel really like me. And I'm like, I don't think that is translated as well on my website. So (laughs) yeah, I think there's something about a website that feels like it should be this big, a little stiff almost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's this stiff area, but emails, social media, podcasts, that's where you could get a little bit more casual. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being casual on your website. If that's who you are. Because your website is such a great storefront for you. And imagine if you went into like a coffee shop and you're like, oh my God, from the outside, this has the coolest vibe. It looks cozy. There's a fireplace. I love it. And then you get in the door and it's cold. It has like a cinder block floor and a drop foam ceiling. And you see the can of Folgers by the coffee machine instead of like this really nice rich espresso that you thought you were getting. It completely is a disconnect. And I think that's what people are doing sometimes when their emails are so personable and their website feels a little bit more stiff and corporate. It's this Mm -hmm. disconnect that feels even wider because the audience may be coming to you for the first time and they don't already have this perception of who you are in their head 
to want to give you a try to go even further into your website coffee shop. Yeah, or even getting on your email list to get that real conversation and casual, like learn who you are. So yeah, if they're repelled by that stiff outer website, they're not going to actually get to know you through the the real you that you're sharing to your email list. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my coffee shop analogy was backwards. That was the first time I thought of it though. So <laughs> I'm going to give myself credit for thinking on the fly in that sense. No, I, I love that. I was thinking too, like when you were doing the coffee shop analogy of if you walked in and then you also then experienced a staff member who's like very cold and not very conversational or friendly. Yeah, it doesn't match the outside, but that could be flipped the opposite way too. It, you wouldn't even go in if the outside was really cold and uninviting, but then the inside could be very like my email is. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that's the the tricky part about representing yourself online is that you want to put everything out there. And then sometimes you don't and you're like, no, 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 I'm gonna close it down. I don't know what this should look like. I don't think this feels good. This is not safe. I'm out. But it always goes back to practice. I think the more you sit down and write for yourself, and you don't have to show it to other people, but the more you clarify for yourself, the stronger your writing will be. And that's why for a large part of what I do actually do in the 3D method, it can feel a little repetitious. And that's there for a reason, because you have to keep thinking about things and poking holes in it in different ways and coming at things from different sides to really explore how you feel about something and how you want to talk about something. So even thinking about your website, if you are sitting down to write it and then you publish right away, it's going to be really bad. (laughs) I can definitely... You know, there are times where I write a social media post and I just hit publish and I'm just like, ah, whatever. It's an Instagram post. Who cares? Yeah, it'll be gone in a few hours. (laughs) Nobody will see it after that. Exactly. Yeah, no pressure. And it's okay if you like draft and publish all at once. But on something like a website or a sales page, you're not going to really understand how you think about something or how you feel about something until you keep writing and practicing and editing and refining. And that's such a very large piece of copywriting. There's a very big difference between the content and the copywriting and the copywriting is all of the extra thinking and skill and editing (laughs) and, and, and. What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes people make? with their copy on their website? I have to be honest, this question always gives me pause because I hate for people to think that I'm judging their copy, which I'm definitely not at all. I think a big mistake is either giving too much or too little information. So we've all been on those websites where it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and they don't break it up with different headings and sections. I can't focus for that long. (laughs) Oh my God, no. And you're sitting there going, oh my God. But then on the flip side, there's a website that has no information and a very word soup sort of corporate jargon mission statement. And you have no idea what they do or who they serve or why they're in business in the first place. And you're just like, okay, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really big one. And it's knowing the difference between too much and too little. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I've definitely, I never looked at it that way, but I've definitely noticed that as a pattern with websites, especially I feel like service providers, like their services page, it's either there's like way too much for me to follow and understand what's going on, or they barely give me any information to know how they can help me and and if they're the right person. And if I have no idea and I'm not like excited and I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to take the next step. I'm going to bounce off and find another website that is more clear about what it would look like to work together, what their packages are like, what their process is like, who they are as a person. So yeah, I've definitely (laughs) seen that for sure. Yeah. I think another one is when someone is focused on the features instead of the benefits of what they provide. And they don't connect the feeling or the transformation, especially as a service provider of what they're going to help you, the client do. Because I think a lot of times some websites are written with them as the center of the universe, but really it's the client that needs to be the center of the universe. And you need to talk about what they are going to experience and their transformation and anchor into those feelings before you start saying, okay, well, there's five calls per month in the mastermind service, and they're going to be 60 minutes, and we're going to have a Slack group. There's all the features. And that's great. You need that information. But you have to talk about the transformation and the benefits of doing this work first. So the audience can anchor into those feelings of what they really, truly, deeply will get from doing this. And if they connect with those feelings, awesome. But if they're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I really don't think I'm missing a community. Then like you said, you know, they'll bounce off and go mm-hmm. to the next one. But you have to give them that. And that's a, another one that I think people are sometimes a little bit lax on because they feel they need to give all of the details up front. Yeah, that, the case. you're describing me completely. <laughs> I'm definitely a here's everything that's included kind of person, but I'm not like, I have to force myself to go back and be like, why is this important to somebody? Why do they care about this? (laughs) I know I care about it. And I think it's amazing that, you know, they get this many calls and we're going to cover these topics, but why are they important? (laughs) Why do they care about it? Yeah, exactly. I have a past client and we did copywriting coaching together. And one of the very first things as I was going through and giving her feedback on a blog post, I kept saying, okay, because why? Because why? Because why? And she wrote on a post-it and stuck it on her computer. So the next blog post she wrote and the next email she wrote, she focused on that why. And they got so much stronger and more compelling because she said, why is this important? Why do you want to do this? Why does this matter? Instead of just like, here's a statement. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I should put that on a post-it note and stick it to my computer. <laughs> exactly. What What's the timestamp for this? <laughs> That's a big takeaway. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. And it's such an easy way to really like, because I mean, sometimes we get lost in our own copy or if it's like a new offer we're creating or launching, we're like so excited about it. And we think it, it's amazing and it's going to help so many people, but we don't really dig into the client and necessarily in that transformation that's that's something that I I know I struggle with and I still have to force myself to go back through and like once I write a sales page I need to go back through and be like okay am I just listing what's included over and over again and not really saying anything more about that why 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 is this important why does it matter why is it like what is it going to help them with and I know a lot of 
especially service providers. I feel like you mentioned jargon too. I know I've seen a lot of service providers like work with me or services page, and there is a ton of jargon. And it's like, because I, I used to have a Pinterest management agency. I used to just do SEO work, which is like jargon city. <laughs> and I had to really go back through and I'm like, if I'm saying you get a keyword research, does anyone know what, like, they might not even know what that is or why it matters or why it's essential to do that first. And I think with Pinterest, it was like, I, I would always see Pinterest manager services page. It was like X pins scheduled per day, X new pin designs, X, and I'm like, but if somebody's not familiar with Pinterest and like the actual strategy behind it, they're going to be like, okay, you include all of this, but why do I need all of this? What is it going to result in? Yeah. And that's when people start to haggle and be like, oh, I see that your website says that I get 20 pins per day. Will you cut the rate in half if you only do 10 pins per day? And they mm -hmm. don't understand why you set that up in the way that you did, because you're just explaining your features and not the why behind doing all of this, which is another way of saying that the second D in my 3D method is all about your audience and like, what are they getting out of this? You've got to clarify that so people can understand, mm -hmm. like you said, okay, you get 20 pens per day or keyword research. Is the average person going to know that? You have to think about your audience when you're writing this down and craft things so that it, it speaks to them and what they desire and what they understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes if we're really into what we're doing, it can be hard for us to like scale it back to that, mm -hmm. to the level where our client is, is at, or our audience is at, because I'm just thinking too, like in terms of SEO, I've run a live group program on SEO a couple of times now. And on, I think it was during the second run of the live program and we were doing a live call and I was talking about backlinks and somebody immediately drops in the chat on zoom. What is a backlink? And I'm like, Oh, right. I need to step back. <laughs> I need to like rewind a little bit and go to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a coach who would say that it's so hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. And that's why it is really helpful to work with other people, other skilled service providers because you're in the jar and you're like I totally know what a backlink is this is mm -hmm. so valuable this is a really essential part of SEO and then someone just learning about it is there going I'm a little afraid to ask this question because I don't mm -hmm. want to look like I don't want to look dumb but that's a backlink <laughs> and that's definitely something that like you said when you're in it and you're just like yes yes we're you're thinking of all of the the features and all the things that you want to teach people and you're not considering how it's coming across to your audience. That could mm -hmm. be really, really put up a wall between you and the person that you really, really deeply need to connect with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good point because I know I've also done a few podcast episodes on other podcasts and I've been talking about SEO and the host has stopped me and been like, can you explain what the acronym SEO means? And I'm like, yes, of course. I just jumped right into it. <laughs> and I think as service providers, we take that for granted because if you've been around for a certain amount of time, you understand a lot of these acronyms. Just the other day, I had someone stop me and they were like, wait, wait, wait what does ICA mean? And I was just rattling along and I was like, oh yeah, you're going to figure out your ICA. And they're like, what is that? And I completely <laughs> forgot myself that... 
oh, wait a minute, this is someone who's not in marketing and they don't speak that language all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's so important, especially like if you're doing a training or a live, like I'm starting to get into the habit of now, anytime I say an acronym, I will go right in like what it, what it is, what it stands for. Sometimes I forget because I get just so into what I'm talking about, but I, I was thinking one good idea is maybe having somebody, like if you're not able to work with a copywriter and you're doing your own copy, it could be a good idea. Like once you write that sales page, like have somebody who's not in the mm-hmm. business space look through it and be like, "Are you? what are you confused about? What sentences are you like, I have no idea what this means. And then that can help you to like start to refine it and make sure that it's clear for everyone, especially if your audience, if you have to create that awareness with your audience too. Yeah. The caveat with that is I would say, try to find someone who is as closely aligned with the audience that you want to share that offer with as possible. Because I'm thinking like you give it to your cousin and they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And maybe maybe they're not right for the offer. And Mm -hmm. you give it to your dad and your dad's like, yeah, sweetie, that's great. And either way, maybe they're providing some kind of feedback. But yeah, I do like that idea of just like, okay, tell me what you don't get. And you can start to refine from there. Yeah. Even I was thinking like, even asking, like if I was creating a new SEO offer, like posting it in a Facebook group of my ideal audience, or if I was really wanting to help service providers, I could post it in a group for virtual assistants and be like, is anyone totally unfamiliar with SEO? If so, I'd love to have you help me review something. And then I'll give you like a 30 minute session or something in exchange. That way you're getting the right person's eyeballs on it. And they're really going to be able to help you fine tune that jargony language. Yeah. That's why I I really like working with a coach or having a mastermind because you can turn to that, a larger audience or like that knowledge that you probably don't have. And you can say exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm writing the sales page. Can anyone take a look at it? And working with someone in that coach capacity or in that mastermind capacity would help even more because they could think about the whole thing too, the strategy and the structure behind it. But that's a little bit more of a a run and we're walking. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was so much fun. I would love for you to share. We're going to have all your links in the show notes, but what is the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? The best way is to go on my website and It is angelicaross.co. That has links to Instagram services offers, that 3D method that I shared. And there's, you can sign up for my email list and get a wonderful freebie that is all about journal prompts for better copywriting. And that's a great place to start practicing your skill copywriting and turning your brain on in the copywriting sense before you sit down and write your sales page or write some social media, because it'll take away some of that intimidation of the blinking cursor and the blank page. That's awesome. Yeah. And I I love your messaging around your email list. (laughs) Join the (laughs) writing rebellion, get the only emails that you need to put a spark under your booty and get to writing. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. So yeah, we will have all of your links in the show notes. Definitely go check out her website. Like if you want to see her amazing copy, just read her entire homepage. Like I read the entire thing and it was amazing. That's the best testimonial ever. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Feel free to use that anywhere. Like I'm, I'm happy to share that as a testimonial because it's amazing. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for being here. It was so great to chat with you and connect and everyone definitely reach out to Angelica and go check out that 3D method because I I think a lot of us need that. (laughs) Thanks so much, Tara. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.